Welcome to Because Your Health Matters podcast. This is a space where we try to discuss healthcare and wellness and try to the best of our abilities to answer the complicated um, questions about healthcare within the United States and about accessibility. This project is brought to you by the People's Center in partnership with Springboard for the Arts and funded by Doors Duke Foundation. I am your host, Nemo Farah. Welcome. Welcome to Because Your Health Matters. We're having a conversation about vaccinations for COVID-19 and COVID in general. Um, we're having a conversation today with Paula Gwen, Chief Advancement and External Relations for the People's Center. Uh, welcome, Paula. Thank you so much, Nemo, for having me. How are you? I am well. I am well. I am happy that we get to talk about vaccines and the hope that brings as we can deliver that to more and more of our patients and members of our community. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, the center has played a big role in rolling out vaccinations in South Minneapolis and in Minneapolis in general. Um, I would like for you to tell us a little bit about the People's Center and a little bit about your role there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, so People's Center Clinics and Services has been serving um, the South Minneapolis community for over 50 years now. And um, we are what's considered a federally qualified community health center. So what that means is um, funding that we receive from the federal government um, for some of our services that we prioritize serving communities that maybe traditionally have not been well served in healthcare or had challenges accessing it. So that's really our focus and what we do. Um, and we do that here at People's Center by providing um, comprehensive medical care, we provide behavioral health care, and we provide dental care as well. And um, we make every effort to try to integrate those so we can really be a one-stop shop for care, um, which is great because, uh, you know, a large proportion um, of the patients we serve are recent immigrants or refugees um, that maybe have not experienced Western care Um and so it's a, an opportunity for us to provide that education and help um, help navigate that with the patients so that they can come in and they can take advantage of some of those different services that we have. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And I think those are like some of these things that you mentioned are um, uh, conversations that I want to dive into at some point in terms of how do you understand with Western medicine as a new mm -hmm. person or a person of color in that matter. Um, so with the vaccinations, I, I think maybe taking a step back of uh, talking about how the center has responded to COVID as, as it was happening in, in terms of testing mm -hmm. um, people in the community, like, can we just chat about that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely has changed how we operate as a clinic and as an organization. Um, whenever we were realizing that COVID-19 was um, real and it's spreading, and um, as soon as we were able to have access to a test, which was March 2020, we just were flooded with people who wanted to come get the test. And so we offered a drive-up and walk-up testing service. Um, 
and it was no appointment necessary. You can just drive through here and get it. And we tested in excess of 10,000 people. Um, in 2020. So that was obviously very busy, you know, for us and to change how we provide care. We also had to shift how we provide other forms of care. So for example, um, maybe instead of seeing your behavioral health provider in um, person, you're going to do a telehealth appointment. So we're able to do that through a video or right there on your phone and even some medical appointments and some dental as well. So it's given us a chance to think and innovate in ways that we have not necessarily in the past and to try to shift and do that quickly. But um, addressing COVID-19, especially here in this community that's been so significantly impacted by it, um, has just really been a huge priority for us. Oh, 100%. I, it, I appreciate the fact that, um, you know, community response and like how, when you are a community clinic or a center, you have to just, you have your thumb on the community pulse. And so you respond right away. 10,000 people being served for testing. I think that's remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, and so in terms of now this, uh, this other response that we have to do of vaccination um, to, to make sure that we move forward and that we can be better again, what is going on in that front? Well, you know, we continue to test. I think that's important. Um, so we still are testing um, people. There's a huge part that's education, right? And this is working with our partners here in the um, Cedar Riverside and greater South Minneapolis community to find out um, who's doing what to try to get the word out there and how we all can have a shared message. Um, there's a lot of misinformation about getting the vaccine, um, it's just, a, there's a lot that we have to talk about and there's a history of some hesitancy for some groups. And so we want to make sure that anyone feels comfortable. They can ask questions for us. It's been, um, prioritizing our patients to try to get them in to have, um, the shot. And so that might be some of our care coordinators or community health workers making calls to our patients. That's our providers even making calls and having a personal conversation. And it really is about that relationship. It seems like that seems to make the biggest difference. And then as more people will be vaccinated and they go back home to their family, to their community, and um, people see that it's fine, that, that helps. It helps definitely um, to convince people to do it. Um, so that's just a, it's very important now we've shifted um, as I said, from doing the testing, you know, five days a week to where we're offering vaccinations more. Um, but it's pretty fun, I have to say, in the vaccination clinic. It's it's kind of like a little celebration when you're in there. People are so relieved and so excited to be able to get it. Yeah, I think the part that we have to celebrate is, you know, us looking forward to it's sunnier. Like, for example, right now is what day is it? It's Friday. Right. <laughs> and so it's sunny outside. Spring is around the corner. And honestly, we all miss each other. Mm -hmm. So um, vaccination is celebration in that, like, at some point, we can just have some level of normalcy mm -hmm. and like seeing each other and that sort of um, thing. However, there is a, a there's a scarcity in, in some ways uh, of vaccination. Is, is that okay? Is that okay to say? Yeah. I mean, I think that Wait, anyone who's followed the news 
somewhat that they're um, they're trying to produce the vaccine as quickly as possible um, and trying to find new options um, besides just the two that are out there right now. And um, it's just there is a demand and we're all trying to keep up as best we can. Um, you know, as a I, I appreciate that as a federally qualified community health center. So we were actually activated um, to try to reach these groups of people who maybe have not accessed the vaccine at rates um, comparable to others. And so I'm really glad we have that opportunity. Um, for us, it's really, I mentioned relationships before, it really is about the trust um, and being able to um, feel comfortable in coming in and getting this vaccine. But absolutely, it's we're trying to keep up with demand. Um, the vaccines are they're very perishable. You have to handle them a certain way and use them up in a certain amount of time. So there's definitely that. They're a precious commodity. So treating them as such um, as pressure, precious uh, commodity and, you know, knowing the limitations that exist now, as we develop more, um, what has the people center done thus far? And then what is coming next? Like, can you yeah. Talk a bit? yeah, we've been vaccinating, um, we're running a vaccination clinic, um, right here in our Cedar Riverside location. And, um, we also offer the vaccine to our patients who might be here for another appointment or another reason to see their provider. We are following the guidance that we are given through the Minnesota Department of Health um, regarding what groups of people we can vaccinate. Mm -hmm. And that changes and we'll see it change, you know, over time. Um, obviously the priority right now is trying to ensure that our elders, that our senior citizens, that they are um, able to access this vaccine. That's really what a priority is. Um, and we learned a lot in doing testing. So we're able to build off a lot of that work we did doing testing at our clinic and then also some community site testing. So we're already down the path of setting up um, another community embedded vaccination site too. So we're exploring all these options to figure out how we can get this to as many people as possible. 100%. You know, I have two elderly parents. My, both of my parents are in their 70s. And my dad got his vaccination um, like a week or two ago. Mm. And you know, we were having a conversation. He's not one of those people. My parents are opposites in terms of how they respond to their health. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I tell my dad, like, stop acting like a 15 year old all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but like at some point earlier in 2020, he, he was, you know, he had COVID and he had like, you know, it was, this is the beginning. He was incubated and everything. Mm. And so he kind of turned around and tried to figure out things with his health. However, this is one conversation that we'd like to have. He doesn't have a regular doctor that he sees mm, right, or a clinic that he goes to. And I'm like, we, we need to take care of this. Um, you know, you got to quickly switch that up. You, you're not a teenager. <laughs> um, but anyways, as he was getting his vaccination, he just rolled up in a clinic. I would not mention the clinic. And it was like, I would like to get vaccinated today. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, no, sir. <laughs> and so then he tells them, why? I'm an old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyways after talking to multiple people he got his first vaccination okay. and the other one then i'm like okay i'll but i'll how you say dad in somali i'm like so what's next you're gonna you have to take your second one you know and that's the other part it's like this 
as so so far i wanted you to talk about this actually um in terms of what people should expect um mm-hmm. when you get vaccinated yeah um, well first i'm like I'm so glad your dad got the vaccine. And, you know, I think one question that um, I've heard, um, people wonder that if you actually have had COVID-19 in the past, mm-hmm. do you need the vaccine or are you immune? Yeah. Um, or is it better just to get COVID-19 rather than take the vaccine? And that's absolutely not the case that, um, you know, this disease is so serious and we know it can cause some people to get sicker than others and other people who may not have symptoms can still pass it. And I think this is the only way we're going to find our path forward, right? Is by encouraging everyone to get this vaccine. Um, I mean, when you come in, it is because we talk about that finite supply. Um, I think anywhere you look, you're probably looking at appointments, right? It is important to schedule an appointment. And there's that timing piece of if you come in for the first dose, we might want to go ahead and schedule your second dose appointment so that we're sure that you have this plan to come back so that you can have um, the most protection that you possibly can. And it's, you know, they're amazing. It's They are showing to be about 95% effective, um, which is fantastic. That's better than I think the um, effectiveness of sometimes flu shots, regular flu shots in some years. So um, I think that we're really fortunate that those have turned out to be so effective. And we know that people um, who do receive the vaccine are just so much less likely to become as ill or to be as impacted by it. So this really is saving lives, it really is. So I think that people, just to be prepared, you come in, it's fairly simple and straightforward. You just come in, you get your little card, go through some information with our providers. You get a shot in the arm and then you'll stick around for a little while in our waiting room where um, one of our providers is just there to kind of observe, make sure that nobody has any reaction. We've seen very few adverse reactions, um, just even nationwide. There just has not been a large instance of that, but we always want to make sure that we're taking any precaution necessary. Um, And people have varying degrees of response to it. Um, I think some people don't really feel anything at all. Some people have a slightly sore arm. Um, Sometimes people feel a little sick the next day, a little headache or some chills or something, and then it goes away, And which is all absolutely normal. That's your body building up that immune response to protect you. Yeah, it's sort of similar to when someone kind of in the past has gotten a flu shot. You know, some Mm -hmm. people respond um, to it and some people don't. Uh, like I because I had to check up on my dad I'm like are you okay he's like I'm fine and I'm like let me know how you feel after the second one he hasn't gotten it yet but I'm like let's just talk about it and I was so proud of him you know mm-hmm. um, and and f- the last conversation that we had was about the hesitation and you've yeah. sort of mentioned this earlier the hesitation against the vaccination mm-hmm. for a lot of people um uh, in, in communities of color, mm-hmm. um, in, in, you know, elderly communities, there's, there's always hesitation as when something is new, um, yes. people that are trying to get it right away. And there are people that are like, I don't know about this, um, which is absolutely okay. And I think it's really, really important for those that have gotten vaccinated and, you know, providers to share testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and be as upfront as possible. I think that that is what normalizes um, something that's very new. I think you're absolutely right. And those have been some of the best, I think, 
um, opportunities to educate and to win someone over to, to, you know, change a heart and mind to decide to get that vaccine. And we've had, fortunately, some of our providers have been able to um, talk with people. They've been able to go um, and visit with the community. And it's really powerful whenever someone who looks like you and talks like you and um, they are saying they have the vaccine and they're fine. I think that's really powerful. And we're very fortunate that there have been some great um, testimonials, not only from People Center, but other community members too. Um, you know, one of our best ambassadors, so I just love this story. I met this gentleman. Um, he's 85 years old and he lives in the community and it's probably been, oh, about three weeks ago since he got his first dose. And he goes back, he's, he um, originally is from Somalia. He's lived here for many, many years now. Um, but he goes back to his building and he just, it's funny, kind of like what you said about your dad. He's like, I'm old, I need the shot. This man goes up to people and he tells me, he's like, you're old, you need to get the shot. <laughs> and so he's driving people here for appointments, helping them to navigate that. So that's really great. And I'm glad we have people who can champion that for us. Um, it, it, and it's, it yeah. the levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, you know, people think it maybe was rushed because it feels fast. And I think it's important to know it wasn't rushed. All the same steps for approval and ensuring that this is safe were taken. Um, they maybe just stacked them and did them at the same time instead of spreading them out over individual stages. So even the technology that the vaccine is based around has been around for a long time. So this is not something that is brand new. And I know it feels new, but it's not. It's proven proven um, research and technology. Um, I know some people, they hear there's a lot of misinformation. I don't know if you've seen any of it or heard any of it, Nemo, but people yeah. worry about if it's going to go in and change your genetic code somehow, or is it going to um, cause infertility? Um, and there's been a lot there, which absolutely that's not been the case at all. It, it, the, 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 the truth of it all is that there, at some point there is so much that we didn't know about COVID. Mm -hmm. And so because there was so much unknown about COVID, people take that sort of mentality into um, the vaccination and, and say there's so much we don't know about it that it might actually, you know, create some subhuman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you know what? We've all been quarantining. It's possible that we've been watching way too much TV. <laughs> and sci-fi. It's true. Like, we, we kind of have to think about an apocalypse of some sort. But, like, what's the alternative, I think, is the question that we have to ask ourselves, you know, like, we cannot quarantine forever right um, and and somehow we have to make moves forward um whatever the case might be and so if a person feels like they want to observe for a while and see what happens with people that get vaccinated by all means what that also means is that you have to take the ne necessary precautions to make sure that you socially distance, you wear your mask, you do everything necessary to protect yourself and others. You um, absolutely do. I, I think that that's, that's, it's a little hard and discouraging thing to hear that we still have to mask up and socially distance, but we do have yeah. to do that to protect um, yeah. our community and, and our family and until everyone can get um, as this also rolls out, you know, um, and we reach the, those that are most vulnerable, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody else has to take the necessary steps and, 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 and um, be in, you know, still protect yourself, still protect other people. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the process to um, who's all, I'm going to ask this question again. So who can get their um, vaccinations right now from the People's Center mm-hmm. and then where are places to go to? Yeah, so I think there is a very helpful just in general um, vaccine finder that the state has on the Department of Health website. So that's one. So knowing that there are different places that are offering it. People Center, um, as I mentioned, we're trying to follow these guidelines from the state. And so we are vaccinating members of our community um, and our patients who are 65 and older right now. That's the priority group for us. Um, We are hoping and looking forward to the time whenever we can expand to vaccinate um, maybe some additional um, age groups too, especially for people who might have other underlying health conditions that we know make them higher risk as well. So um, I think that's all updated on our website um, at People Center. Um, We have information about who we currently are able to vaccinate. Um, You can find guidelines through the Department of Health's um, website as well. And for us, you know, people can call in on our vaccine line. Um, I will say that because it's a lot of people are anxious to get this, sometimes there's a wait. So just to, you know, be full disclosure there that it might have to wait a little bit in line, but our team will um, be there and they speak several languages. So that's not a barrier that we're able to um, help get anyone scheduled who needs to. And um, we also are doing outbound calls, trying to connect with those patients and trying to bring them in. So um, it's, as I mentioned before, appointment only, that's the way you have to do it. Um, But that's what the process looks like right now. And then we're looking to expand into some additional sites so we can even add capacity. Um, And, you know, we will try to do our best to continue to update people in those additional sites and information um, as they come up. Uh, Thank you always, um, Paula, for providing really good information. Um, The most important thing is that I've learned through this whole time is patience, Um, patience with yourself, patience with the process um, of community healing and um, just kind of, you know, um, having, providing grace for each other and making sure that we all all take care of each other. No, I think that's absolutely right. And I think important to remember, this really is this great promise and this great hope. So this is really something to look forward to. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, We will have some links in terms of where to look and um, how to uh, follow up. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nemo. Nice visiting with you. You've been listening to Because Your Health Matters podcast brought to you by the People's Center. This is your host, Nimo Farah, wishing you a farewell. Until next time, be healthy.